Now on WOC, the QC Current puts a focus on our beautiful bi-state riverfront destination. Presented by Visit Quad Cities, it's a weekly look at untold stories of the Quad Cities region and the history, people, events, and businesses that make this area unique. Here's the host of the QC Current, Hannah Ginder. Good morning, QC. I'm Hannah Ginder, and this is the QC Current, a new radio show created by Visit Quad Cities with a focus on telling the untold stories of our bi-state riverfront destination. From little-known history to new innovations to quirky personalities, this show brings you deeper into the Quad Cities and leaves you ready to explore it yourself. This is the Quad Cities, where we're always reaching, always growing, always genuine, and always current. Today, I am excited to have Tiffany Cannon, the owner and sugar mama of Oh So Sweet by Tiffany. Her bakery is located on, the, on Main Street in downtown Davenport and bakes up some of the best, freshest, homemade bakery items here in the Quad Cities. Thank you for being here, Tiffany. Thank you so much for having me. This is, this is amazing, and um, I'm grateful to be here, so thank you. Yes, we're so excited to have you. Um, so let's just get into it. Is opening a bakery something you've always wanted to do? Um, you know what? I've always liked to cook, and I've always especially liked to bake. Um, but um, my dream, of course, I always tell people was is, I'm not going to let the dream go quite yet, is and was to be a backup dancer for Beyonce. So if she ever, <laughs> like, goes on tour again, I may or may not audition. Like, that's the real dream. But um, owning Also oh Sweet is definitely, um, it's been a whirlwind, and um, it's been fun. It's been unexpected. So is it a dream? Yeah, right after, um, you know, Beyonce's <laughs> um, dancers. So Beyonce's always number one. Yeah, for um, sure. How did your shop get started? It's kind of a long story. Uh, so I was a stay-at-home mom for approximately 15 years. I was a third grade teacher before that, and I went to college uh, to teach elementary school children. And um, I decided, my husband at the time and I decided that I would stay home and raise the kids. Mm -hmm. And while I was at home, I taught myself really to cook and to bake and really found a passion for I liked to cook, but I especially liked baking. So I liked how things smelled. I liked the pastry side of things, how things looked. I liked being able to follow a complicated recipe and have it turn out. Um, so during that time when I was at home, I um, was cooking and baking every night. And I would have three-course meals on the table every night. <laughs> spoiled kids. Yeah, they Love were it. definitely spoiled. They have, <laughs> I mean, I think they realize it now, but uh, at the time they certainly didn't. And so I was also uh, marathon running at the oh, time wow. as well. So, yeah, I had a lot of pent-up energy, I guess. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm pretty type A. Um, so um, um, I, uh, at one point, had some surgery on my leg and I couldn't run. Mm -hmm. And I decided, well, I'll just start baking. And so I baked for uh, my sister's office um, co-workers. I baked for neighbors. I baked for friends. I baked for literally everybody I know, knew at the time. And two people, two separate people on two separate occasions said, we love you, but don't bring us any more baked goods. And so I was like, well, I like to do it. Um, and uh, I can kind of start small and see where this goes. And so out of my home, I had just a little tiny oven and a little tiny mixer. I bought some 
silly little um, business cards, and that was kind of the beginning of Oh So Sweet. And then from there, it just kind of snowballed into this this thing that has kind of taken on a life of its own. So luckily, uh, you know, people have really responded to it, and I'm forever grateful. So there are a million steps between my house and opening a storefront. But, uh, yeah, that's how it kind of all started. Very cool. So when you got started baking at home, did you already have those baking skills, or was it something that you really grew in that time period? Yeah. You know, I feel like myself included and my staff – we're always growing. So now that I even look back even three, two, three years ago at our skill at our skill set, you know, myself, the cake decorator, all of us, it seems like we're constantly evolving and growing mm-hmm. and trying new things. So, um, you know, the answer to that question is yes. I mean, I, I had like a basic level, but then just kind of by necessity and passion, you just kind of take it on yourself and want to grow and learn and be better. And that's just kind of organically what's happened, luckily. So that's awesome. And your recipes, are they old family recipes? Are they something you come up with? They're a mixture of the two? Yeah, sure. There's definitely a mixture of the two. So a lot of the family recipes. So for instance, the carrot cake that we send out um, for cake and for cupcakes both is my great grandma's <laughs> Carrot cake recipe. It was the only carrot cake recipe my dad would ever eat. (laughs) Um, We use a lot of um, uh, chocolate cake recipes, the same thing. Um, There's a lot of things, though, that we try that are new, like the macarons. So we're known for our macarons, our French macarons. Um, But that's not something, definitely not something that got handed down to me. That's something that I had to kind of tweak. And you start with kind of a basic recipe, and then you kind of figure it out what works for you. So it's more a mixture of both. I'm trying to think like anything. um, uh, There's like a carrot cake or a carrot cake cookie recipe from one of the baker's moms. Our cake decorator gave us, um, you know, a gluten-free peanut butter chocolate chip recipe. We just kind of pick and choose what we Mm kind of like and and then we go from there. So I would say it's about 50-50. Gotcha. Do you have any recipes that are your favorite? Oh, what's my favorite? Well, um, my favorite thing to make, making something and eating something are two totally different things. I get that. Yeah. My favorite thing to make are like the French macarons because I'm like a ninja and I can ninja those out really fast and I'm really good at them. And I've I've just figured it out. Um, but my favorite thing to eat would be like lemon bars, lemon cookies, mm, lemon yum. drizzle, lemon cup. I love lemon. So um, that's um, I would take lemon. If you cut me, I would bleed lemon. So I love <laughs> anything lemon. So that's my favorite thing to eat. And then any notable recipes that you remember making that were just a total flop? Hmm. Well, I don't know so much about recipes, but we've had um, three-tier cakes tip over in my car. Oh, no. Yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just remake it real quick? Oh, or? I mean, yeah. I mean, we have not recipes that have been flops. Mostly, um, I mean, that was the one that really pops to mind um, mm-hmm. as a massive fail. Did you ever watch the cake shows where they make this giant cake and then yes. all they have to do is, is move the- it like six feet and they can't do it? That I mean, try going up like Main Street or Brady Street with a three-tier cake and then getting there and explaining to a pregnant, emotional person who's having a, a baby shower that the cake tipped in the car. 
Gotcha. Yeah, luckily I have only had two cakes dump in the car um, in the almost seven years um, that I've been there. And I have to tell myself it's statistically impossible for it not to happen. Um, you know, we try and avoid everything that possible. But mm-hmm. every once in a while, every two <laughs> out of seven years, man, it happens. That's a pretty good record, though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying. We're trying. All right. So you and your team, you're always collaborating with other Quad Cities businesses, incorporating their ingredients and their flavors into your cupcakes. How did those collaborations start? Do you want me to be honest? Yes. Sometimes I'm out of ideas. (laughs) And I think I have reinvented the cupcake wheel a million different ways. And so I look at like MRDC and they have a product. They had that strawberry vodka. And I just thought to myself, okay, what can we do with it that's going to be interesting? Well, it just happened to be summer, and let's do a lemon strawberry cupcake. And then um, Lago Marcino's. So they, of course, sell candies and chocolate and toffee. Well, what can we do that? We can do a million things with that. And then it was uh, Jimmy's Pancake House. Okay, well, he clearly makes pancakes. Let's put them on a cupcake. And so it was, you know, I I definitely was had that in mind to promote and support two businesses at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, but with that being said, it was also an avenue for us to just kind of be creative on top of it. So it was kind of like, um, I don't want to say killing two birds with one stone, but like it just happened to work that. I was able to come up with a really cool cupcake of the week, and then people were able to promote two businesses at once, and the collaborations were just a blast. So, I mean, we did low pies. Mm-hmm. Um, we did their margaritas. Have you ever had their margaritas? So good. Yeah, they're unreal. <laughs> and they are a delight from head to toe. Um, and then I, um, uh, we did Whitey's. That was, like, monumental because they never mm-hmm. collab with anybody. How did you get frozen ice cream on a cupcake yeah, to coexist. Sure. So I was like, how are we going to do this? So here's what happened is that I asked them if they would do it first. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, I don't know. We have to kind of vet you. There was like a vetting process with them, which I totally get. And then they were like, well, we checked you out and we, um, we're we ready to move ahead. And I was like, oh, well, we better figure out what to do. So we decided to um, take a chocolate cupcake and we hollowed out the middle Mm-hmm. And then we put um, we put ice cream. I can't remember if it was chocolate chip or mint chocolate chip on the inside. And then we froze it. And then we pulled it back out, scooped uh, chocolate chip and put it on top, froze it. And then once they were hard, then we would dip it. And then we gotcha. put everything on top. But it was kind of a process. But um, that was during the summer, and that was like a home run. Everybody loved that. That was a really good one. So um, it was kind of out of necessity that I thought the idea up, um, mm-hmm. but it ended up really being a really good collaboration, and the whole Quad Cities really responded to it. And then we kind of took a turn to with with the French macarons and kind of did the same thing. And you know, anytime I knew that Oso oh Sweet was was making it and was being being successful through COVID. I knew just from what I was seeing coming in, the numbers, mm-hmm. we were busier than ever. And so, you know, any way that I could reach out and, like, grab another business and, like, grab them and, and take them with me and promote them for a week, I was, like, I was going to do. I was all in. So 
it just happened. It just worked, right? Yeah, that's there's awesome. enough. There's enough success for everybody. You know, success is not like a finite thing <clears throat> where you know there's only an allotted amount of success. So let's let's all rally and do it together. So awesome! And now you've been collaborating in even some bigger ways, just beyond flavors. Like you did a baking show with low pies, oh, and you've been yeah. hosting other <laughs> events. I try to get him to come with me today, but I think he might be a little shy. Yeah, so like the collab. So we, um, you know, the owners of Low Pies, do you know them? Uh, not personally, but. We're like unlikely friends, he and I, Andrew. And so he's like Snoop Dogg and I'm like Martha Stewart. <laughs> but it just kind of works. Like we just have a mutual respect. And um, I think the common denominator there is that we're both a little quirky and we like to have a lot of fun. Um, and so we both use ovens and we like to bake. And so, yeah, the baking show with um, with low pies has been a lot of fun. Um, last week, I tried to um, we tried to collaborate with um, the Handicap Development Center mm-hmm. um, with their nut sales. And then we did a, a, a how to on um, um, how to make pecan pie bars if you bought their pecans. Um, so yeah, anytime anybody's like down and then we did like a movie night with, um, fat sacks and that was, that was yeah. a lot of fun. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I guess I am collaborating a lot, aren't I? <laughs> you are. Yeah. And then, um, this Thursday we have, um, a, a virtual cookie and cocktail class with me and Billy. I forgot all about that. I mean, I didn't forget, but, um. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of events going on. It's a it's, I just think it's fun to, to do things with different businesses, you know, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah. And it definitely builds some excitement and yeah. it's very cool. It's hard because nobody wants to come out anymore. So you got to kind of figure out different ways to get to people or to get people outside or, 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 or online or virtually or whatever. So awesome. Yeah. So then last November, you competed on Food Network's Christmas Cookie Challenge. Oh, my gosh, I did. (laughs) How did you become a contestant on that? What was that process? Yeah, so that's a whole thing. Um, So, you know, I am a – I'll just tell you, Hannah, I'm a shameless self-promoter. There, I said it. (laughs) And so um, social media has been very good to uh, Oh So Sweet. Um, I find that I'm pretty good at, you know, blasting things, you know, wherever I need to. And, um, I also have, I, so I have a personal Facebook, a business Facebook, a personal Instagram and a business Instagram. And one night I was just laying at home after work. It was like a nondescript Wednesday night. And I got a message through my personal Instagram. And I don't know any women between the ages of, 45 and 25, uh, I would say it's safe to say we get a lot of DMs, right? (laughs) Yep. So this dude sent me a DM about applying for this show. And I was like... Was he a producer or just just a guy who was a fan and thought you should be on the show? Well, he sent me an application, but you never know, you know, Mm -hmm. because you get 100 DMs and some of them you're like, yeah, right. Well, this one I was like, yeah, right. And mm-hmm. I, he asked me if I wanted to apply for the show over my personal Instagram. Because every time I would be on Paula Sands or every time I would be ch- on Channel 8 or Channel 4 or anywhere, I would hashtag it. So I would have hashtag TV segment, baking show. Anytime I was in the public eye, I would hashtag it. Well, mm-hmm. he must have done a hashtag search, and I'm assuming that's how he found me. 
And so he asked me if I was going to fill out this application. And I said, yeah, sure. Wink. Right. And I just didn't do it. I thought I thought it wasn't real. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I was eating lunch in the hallway uh, with my um, employee. And he hunted down the oh so sweet landline number and called me. And it popped up Irvine, California. And I answered mm-hmm. it. And it was him on the other end. And he was like, hi, it's the producer for the Food Network show, The Christmas Cookie Challenge. I'm just calling to see why you haven't um, uh, filled out the application yet. And I was like, oh, okay. It's real. <laughs> so I dropped what I was doing and filled it out. And from there, um, they have a whole section at – they have a whole department at Food Network that will vet contestants. Mm-hmm. And so it was – I probably had six Skype interviews – I would do um, – I did like a two-hour phone call with the producer. Oh, wow. um, I did Skype interviews with three producers and myself. Um, and then pretty soon they kept pushing me along, pushing me along, pushing me along. And then pretty soon they were like, okay, we have good news. And then I couldn't tell anybody. I had to sign a non-disclosure. I couldn't tell anybody where I was going or what I was doing. And I was on a plane to L.A., and um, the rest, I mean, I met four other people who we were just kind of thrown in a room. <laughs> and that was it. So that's kind of what happened. It was a blast. It was the most nerve-wracking PTSD moment of my life. I had gotten a spray tan before I left. Mm-hmm. And um, during the final challenge, I wore this stupid, like, they. so you have one outfit and then they want you to wear it the entire five days of filming. Oh, it's five days. Yes. So you have one outfit and then you come in like sweatpants and then you change in the outfit and then you film and then you take the outfit up and, and hang it up. And then the next day you came, you come again and then the same thing. Well, the last day I or the the competition day, it wasn't the last day. I was so sweaty and nervous, and we were done baking, and we went back into the green room to like, oh, my God, what what just happened there? This is the final challenge. They're about to announce their winner, and I had, like, spray tan all over my white shirt. It was a traumatic, sweaty, nerve-wracking experience, but I got – I feel like I did pretty well. I Hopefully, I mm-hmm. made Iowa super proud. Hopefully, I made the Quad Cities really proud, um, and most importantly, I was able to kind of prove to myself that I was – I could hold my own on national television, which is not easy, by the way. It's a lot <laughs> easier than it is. So, yeah, you did amazing. Did um, you watch it? Um, I've seen bits of it. I yeah. still need to sit down and watch the whole thing. I had to but... be drunk to watch it. I mean, like, <laughs> schnackered. <laughs> and even then, it was like, oh my gosh, because I don't like my, the sound of my own voice. And then you look back and all the things you do differently. And then I don't know. So oh, anyway. yeah. And then just for people who don't know who are listening, what what was the process of the challenge? Like what oh, what sure. tasks did yeah. you have to complete? So you had to make a slice and bake cookie. That was like the first challenge. And you mm-hmm. had 90 minutes to do it, which is impossible. <laughs> so what you have to do is you have to take different colored dough and layer it. Mm-hmm. So I layered green, red, green, red, green, red, green, red. And then I took a small Iowa cookie cutter. And I cut Iowas out of it. Then you have to stick the Iowas end to end. So you have like a long log of Iowa. And then you have to take other dough and stick it around and roll it all while praying you're not messing up the shape of Iowa. And then you come in and slice it and then you bake it. 
And so gotcha. that was the first cookie. And one of the judges thought it was a mitten. Oh, okay. It's not a mitten. Iowa is not shaped like a mitten. No. <laughs> it was clearly Iowa, too. I did a good job on that one, I will say. And then um, so I made it through that round. And then the second round was um, um, we had to make a centerpiece. And I think I baked too many cookies. I baked like 500 cookies. But, um, I, I, you know, looking back, I would have done something different. Yeah. But I made some lifelong mm-hmm. friends. I, I always say I didn't win. But if you need somebody to bake 500 cookies in an hour, I'm your girl. So, <laughs> so would you do it again? Oh, for sure. That's awesome. And yeah. I know the Quad Cities is so proud to have you out there getting yeah, some recognition. That was so great. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now just kind of to wrap up here, what's coming up for Oh So Sweet? What's on the horizon? Um, well, the holidays are like staring at us in the face. Yes. And so when everybody keeps asking me, what's going on with the holidays? Are you guys ready for pies yet? I'm not quite ready yet to wrap my brain around it because I won't see my family and friends until January. Uh, Mm -hmm. So uh, we have holiday boxes, holiday pies, um, more collaborations coming, um, Thanksgiving, of course. November and December are definitely our busiest times of the year. So, um, yeah, it's time to just do work. That's awesome. Okay, so to wrap up here on this show, we always do the same thing. We ask you about a few of your favorite things to do, to see, to eat in the Quad Cities. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, question number one, favorite spot for dinner? Um, I would say I love me and Billy's because um, that's like my downtown squad. Um, I love the Half Nelson. I think, oh, I love Hemispheres. Um, the Half Nelson has a really, really, I mean, for people who are nervous about eating inside, they have a lovely outdoor seating area. Have you been there? Mm-hmm. I have. Yeah, it's really so pretty good. and their drinks are really good. Um, but uh, Hemispheres is really nice. But then I also have to say I love La Flama. I love, Ooh, yeah. Yep. I love La Flama. Um, Fat Sex does amazing things. I'm naming like 12. <laughs> They're um, all your favorites. I also love uh, Los Primos and Miss Faze. Have you been to Miss Faze yet? Yes. I live very close to Miss Faze. Yeah. And it is amazing. Stunning in there. And she is like doing so many cool things that I think anytime anybody in the Quad Cities pushes the envelope a little bit and does things that nobody's seen before – I just think it's amazing, and that's exactly what she's doing. So she's um, – they're doing great things. Awesome. It's, and, yeah, the food is great, and the building's beautiful, too. Okay. Favorite cup of local coffee? Oh, 392, hands down. Done. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Favorite place – well, you might be a little biased. Favorite place to grab a dessert or a sweet treat? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean – what can I mean? What kind of representative of oh so sweet would I be if I didn't say oh so sweet, right? <laughs> well, that's an easy one. Yeah, get an easy pass on that one. Yeah. Okay, your favorite Quad Cities brewery? Oh, um, Wake. Ooh, what do you order there? Um, they have a they have a heavy bison that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and those guys are um delightful. Again, we seem to get along very well. Wake and oh so sweet, which is again like a little like Snoop Dogg and Martha. Uh, but uh, we're actually collabing with them, too. Um, we're going to uh, do a birthday cake beer with them Ooh, um, love for it. their birthday. Yeah. I like Wake, but I also really like Twinspan. They're kind of new on the scene. Mm-hmm. Over in Bettendorf. Yeah. Yeah, those are my two favorite. Front Street's good, too. They have a nice seating area outside. Mm-hmm. So They're all good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And then your favorite way to spend a free Saturday afternoon in the Quad Cities. Oh, my gosh. Sleep. Sorry. Um <laughs> Um, I've worked every Saturday for the past seven years. So, okay. I'm okay. Maybe just a free day. Doesn't free have day. To be Saturday. Um, I would say, um, lunch with girlfriends and, um, 
shopping at Catherine and Paul's and um, just I'm basic getting my nails done and going to 392 for coffee. Is that dumb? No, that's a great Saturday. Is that? I I would agree there. (laughs) Yeah, I would say I would say that's it. All right. So thank you, Tiffany. Thank you so much for joining yeah, me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate yes. it. Thank you for making the Quad Cities a sweeter place and all of those things. I'm Hannah Ginder, and this has been the QC Current. You've been listening to the QC Current, presented by Visit Quad Cities, the official destination management and marketing organization for the Quad Cities region. Learn more about us, our region, neighborhoods, and community partners at visitquadcities.com and connect with us through your favorite social media sites. Tune in next weekend for another episode of the QC Current on WOC News Talk 1420.